Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to the Grove Student Cast. I'm here with my normal guests. Dylan Wages. And, and Austin Soros. Oh, he cut me off. We're okay with that. I <laughs> uh, hope you guys are having a great week. Uh, today we're going to talk about what I consider a very, very important subject. Um, not only in the church, but outside the church, whether you're in school or whether you have a job or whatever. Uh, we're going to talk about the subject of leadership and uh, how specifically to be a good leader as we go about living the Christian life. This is something that uh, Dylan and Austin and I have been learning about a lot uh, here at Church at the Grove, and we're just excited to be able to sit and talk to you guys about this. And I really wanted to kind of dive right into the questions and hear from uh, Dylan and Austin on some of this. And so the first thing we're going to talk about today is how do you define leadership and what makes a good leader? Dylan, you want to kind of hit on that? Yeah, um, I think... I read a book a while back for a class called, uh, it was on the art of servant leadership. And I think ultimately, I think that's what makes a good leader. I think a good leader is a servant leader. Um, I think that goes against everything that our culture says that a leader, you know, our culture says that a leader who, a leader is somebody who, you know, reaches the pinnacle of success, you know, does everything for themselves, you know, makes the, you know, makes a million dollars, but you know, drives the nice car, drives the, you know, that's the leader. They're, they're, they're the ones that we look up to. But in reality, a leader, being a leader is about your heart and it's about your, uh, your attitude towards other. And I think that's ultimately what Jesus showed us is that, that being a leader is putting others first. Being a leader is, is caring more about others and serving others before yourself. Um, so that's my, my, that's my ideal of good leadership. And that's the leadership that I try to instill in my daily life is to be a servant leader. Um, and that's what I think makes a good leader. Awesome. So, so for me, it's similar to Dylan. Um, a lot of times, especially when I was growing up, I always wanted to be a CEO because then I was like, man, once I'm a CEO, I don't have to do anything. But that's so not true. As you guys will see, as you guys get into leadership or you, you see leaders in your life, the, the leaders usually work more than, than anybody else usually for the most part. So so the idea of being a servant leader is is that idea. We see Jesus. Jesus never was the CEO type and just sat back in his office chair. He was out there in the in the ministry fields working constantly and constantly. He never like was the guy that's like, okay, I'm just gonna sit back and see how this turns out. No, he was there. He was he was always willing to pick up the broom per se. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's good. I think, think the big thing for me is, and this is something that Pastor Russ had to drill into me the first couple years I was here while y'all were still students. Uh, I would be sitting in staff meetings, much like you guys do now, and, and, and I would tell Russ or Pat or whoever was sitting there, I, I really don't feel comfortable talking about this topic because I'm not a leader. And one day he just looked at me in front of everybody and said, you've got to quit letting your age define whether you're a leader or not. Mm-hmm. Because my, my whole thing was like, you know, Dylan, for example, at the time was 17 and I was 23. And I was like, how much, how really, how much more do I know than somebody like Dylan or somebody like Austin or somebody like Lindsay or somebody like, you know, Samantha Moran or somebody, you know, one of the leaders in our group, how much, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I went to four or five years of college, but I'm not that much older than them, you know? Um, and he said, you've got to quit letting your age define you know, what, what leadership is. And I, I look at first Timothy four twelve. you know, do not let anybody look down on you because you're young, you know, but set an example for the believers, um, in maturity and, and faith and, and things of that nature. And so 
uh, for any students that may be listening to this, you know, your age doesn't define, you know, the type of leader you can be. What defines good leadership to me is, are you living a life worthy of being followed? Are you living a life worthy of being imitated? And so that's really, to me, what, what defines good leadership is, does your life uh, have the appearance or the, the, are you living out someone who can be imitated? So uh, Austin, you want to, you want to jump on second question there? Of course. What made Jesus such a good leader of the disciples? Hmm. Yeah, I think I think it goes back to, I mean, pretty much what we said for the first mm-hmm. question. He embodied everything that we talked about and how um, he was a servant above all. Um, he ultimately, again, you know, laid his life down for his disciples and for all of us. But he, I think what made him such a good disciple was what everything that Austin said, was that he was out in the field, that he was, mm. he was um, doing the ministry. He was practically, you know, doing everything um, from healing and teaching, and, and he was showing the disciples how to be a leader. Um, and he was, in everything he did, he was pointing them um, to a relationship with the Father and to a relationship with him. And I think that's what made him a good leader. I think uh, we see all throughout the scriptures just his willingness to do whatever it took for the disciples, his willingness to... Um, I don't know, his willingness to just to sacrifice himself, sacrifice um, not just his, his, his life on the cross, but in everything, sacrifice his, his life um, in the way that he lived for, to teach the disciples, to teach them um, how to be the leaders that, that he would eventually need them to be after he left the earth. Because he, was, he spent you know, the two, three years that he did with them preparing them to be the future leaders of the church after he was gone. Um, and I think, again, that's going back to what makes a good leader. I think a good leader is somebody who develops other leaders. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Jesus did with the yeah. disciples was he was he spent his time not focused on himself, but focused on developing other leaders. And that should be our mindset. If we want to be good leaders, we should always be developing other leaders. Um, a principle that I've come to uh follow is that I should always have someone leading me and I should always be leading someone. Um, it doesn't matter. And age doesn't matter. It, you know, I could be leading someone that's older than me. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be someone younger, but you won't, you always want to have someone that's pouring into you, showing you how to be a good leader. And you always want to be pouring into someone showing them how to be a good leader. And Jesus modeled that as well with his relationship with the father. He was always submissive to the father's will and obedient to the father's will. And the father showed him how to be a good leader. And then through that relationship, he was able to show the disciples how to be good leaders and eventually the leaders of the future church, the church as we know it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how Jesus made himself a good leader of the disciples. I think for me, when I look at it, Dylan, it's he knew how to manage all the different personalities. So like you see how he deals with Peter, right? You know, get, get thee behind me, Satan. You know, very, very kind of straightforward with somebody like Peter. And then you see how he might how he might deal with John. You know, John is called the disciple whom Jesus loved, which he he loved all of them. But I think you can tell by certain scriptures that there there maybe was a certain affinity there for John. And he dealt with John a little bit differently. And he's looking down on the cross and he he says, John, you know, take care of my mother and mom, you know, take care of Mm. take care of John, you know. And so he had he had a unique way of dealing with each of the twelve and later the eleven. That, that, that he was tasked with leading while he was doing ministry on this earth. And I think 
to be effective leaders, we have to realize that, you know, we, we went through this uh, a couple of days ago, our staff did, you know, personality tests and, and figuring out everybody's different personalities and understanding that not everybody operates the same way. Not everybody responds to criticism the same way. Uh, it, we, we go back to the, the invitation challenge um, that, that we've been talking through as a church and as a staff through some of our messages and things like that. There must be a good balance of, hey, I love you. You know, you're doing well. You're, you're, you're called. You know, invitation, really encouraging. But there's, off, there's also that time of just really hard conversations of, hey, you know, you got to handle your social media better or, you know, you got to have a better attitude about this or, you know, I'm, I'm really worried about the way you're approaching this. And so if you love someone, there's always that there's always that um, facet of leadership that involves managing different personalities. And I think Jesus did that flawlessly as he did everything else in his life. Mm, I think that's really good. I like how you brought in the, the personality thing. And um, that has been it's been really huge for our, us as a staff, you know, learning about the disc profiles or the Enneagram, just realizing that not everybody needs to be led the same way. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a different personality. And I think you hit on that perfectly, that Jesus knew he knew his disciples and he knew how each and every one of them needed to be led in their individual lives as well as as a whole. And I think that really did make him a good leader. Yeah, and just adding on to that, I think he just had the pick up the broom mentality. Hey, like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm no no task is too big, no task is too small for me, you know. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, question three, um, and I'll direct this at you too: is how have you modeled leadership in your own life? Uh, for me, it's really just just trying to put in that that mindset of again, just like I just said. There's nothing too big and there's nothing too small. Like, it, like what can I do? If I need to go clean the bathrooms, I may go clean the bathrooms. If the floor needs to be swept, let me go do that. Like, whatever I can do because everything that we do is there's not like a level system. Like, the person on the stage that's preaching is no better than the person that has to sweep the floor that's beforehand. Right. That's right. There, there's no difference in between those. So just just being willing mm. to do both of those things and understanding that those are essentially the same thing. That's that's a big deal, Austin. And I think for me it's been uh, – I spend most of my time around students and, and really particularly a lot of student athletes. And you'd be amazed at how many of these students – find their value in being good at school or being good at an athletic event. Um, and so my, my way that I've felt called to lead is just sharing the gospel with these kids and showing them, Hey, you have, you have eternal value. Like God formed you in the womb before he knew you, um, you know, before, before your parents knew you, God formed you. So, um, the way that I've tried to lead is just, Every conversation that I have, uh, I've tried to make sure has special value to me and special value to the other person. Uh, looking them in the eye, calling them by name, um, not pointing where to go, but walking them where to go when they come to church on Sunday or Wednesday. Hmm. Just just paying special attention, whether I'm talking to them for the first time or the, the 400th time. Um, trying to make every conversation count is, yeah. is how... It's how I've really felt the Lord impressing upon me. You know, let's not just do the how you doing, brother. You know, let's, how are you, Justin? How are you, Dylan? How are you, Austin? How are you, Michaela? 
whoever it is, call them by name because God gave them that name, you know, and uh, it, it's, 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 it really adds value to the conversation and to the person you're trying to lead when they feel like you genuinely care the same way that God cares about what's going on in their life. Mm, that's good. So I think I don't know, my biggest takeaway, I guess, for you students that are listening is, as Austin said, just know that there's there's no task too big or too small. You know, no, you're not above, you know, if you're if you're here on a Wednesday night at our youth group or on a Sunday morning, whatever, and somebody asks you to take out the trash, do it. You know, nobody's above taking out the trash. Mm-hmm. Nobody's above you know, cleaning the bathrooms. Nobody's above um, sweeping the floors. I love I love that. And, and you'll see, you know, not that we do that for blessing, but you'll see that if you be obedient in those little things, if you be mm-hmm. obedient in those little things like taking out the trash, you'll see God b- begin to bless you with bigger opportunities and bigger roles and bigger um, opportunities to serve and to do ministry and to become mm-hmm. a leader. Um, so as you're growing and as you're, you know, coming to youth group and growing into the leader that God's calling you to be, um, just remember that there's no task too small. But remember also, as Tyler said, to be intentional about those that you're leading, intentional with conversations and, and, and just with people's lives. So that's really good stuff, guys. Uh, I want to ask you guys this because you guys were very recently students and you're both in your first year of college. And I think. Dylan and I have talked about it, and maybe you and I have too, Austin, but you told me one time, you said, man, I never saw myself in a leadership position like this while I was a student until the very last part of my my time. Yeah. And so what would you say to students who kind of felt like you did for a lot of your years that say, man, I'm, I'm incapable of leading, I don't know. I don't know enough about the Bible. I don't know enough about church. I'm trying to lead myself. I, I feel like I'm incapable of leading others. What would you say to a, to a student that had those feelings? Well, I think a, a, a key word that I, I noticed you said, or a key phrase you said was, um, you're trying to lead yourself. I think that, mm-hmm. first and foremost, is the most important thing. I don't think yeah. you'll ever... You know, you can have dreams and aspirations of becoming this great leader and, and, and having an influence on people. But if you're not capable of leading yourself first, then nothing then that's you'll never see anything else because mm. you've got to learn how to have your own relationship with Jesus. You've got to learn how to lead your personal life, to lead your spiritual life, your relationship with the father, your relationship with Jesus. Um, you need to know how to do that because all all these other opportunities you'll have to lead will flow out of that. And if you can't lead yourself, then you can't lead others. Um, so that's important. But also, yeah, I, it was rough for me. And, you know, especially coming out of my senior year of high school, like not knowing any really idea what I was going to be doing or what I wanted to do. Um, you know, it was the last thing probably in high school was probably the last thing I ever thought was that I was going to be on staff at a church like that. I never thought that God would give me that sort of leadership position. And it all came from me just being obedient. I never expected any of it, but it came from me being obedient in the little things, being obedient um, to serving and serving with the youth group and being obedient to serving on Sunday mornings. And just in everything I did, having this mindset that just how can I help? What can I do? How can I increase my role? Um, but above all that was me leading myself um, first, me leading myself, having um, time that I spent with the Lord, developing my relationship with him so that I, he could teach me how to become a leader 
um, through my time with him. So that was, I guess that was how it happened for me. Just, I never expected it, but it came from me just being obedient in the little things, being obedient in my relationship with him and being obedient um, in my role, the roles that I was already in, being obedient and stepping up and doing what he had already given me. Because um, if you, like I said, if you're obedient with the little things and he, that he's entrusted you with, he'll, he'll begin to bless you with even more. That's so. right. Uh, for me, it was, uh, I don't want to sound boastful when I say this, but I always felt like I was a, just a natural leader. Mm-hmm. Like I never, like I always felt like I was a leader in pretty much whatever, whatever area I was in. That's not to say like, oh, I'm like the coolest guy or whatever. Like that's not, that's not what I'm saying. But, but I do feel like I just have a natural tendency to, to want to lead and just to step in that role. So for me, it wasn't really that I just started out. I was just being obedient in the little things, and God just continued to bless me and continued to to just provide ways for me to lead. And obviously, just like Dylan said, that starts with, you know, your relationship with Him. Like if you don't have that, then then you literally you can't you can't lead anybody else. So you got to start with that, and then you'll see the fruit from that relationship with the Father first. That's good. Cool. Question number four. What would you say to students who feel... Did we already do that one? Yeah, we're actually going to go to five. But yeah, that's, that's the one you just answered, so... Okay. Yeah, we're good. Um, <laughs> and you know what? I Here's the thing. I put on the questions, I said, y'all can come up with one of your own. And so, really, when we talk about leadership... We're we're looking we're looking for the next generation of leaders. That's 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 who that's who we're speaking to, and so, our you don't have to name them personally, Austin or Dylan. But I was thinking about this as as I was driving in this morning. In your small groups, in your interaction with students, um, are you seeing anybody in your small groups that that you say, hey, this person or these people, I'm praying for to step up and be the next generation of leaders at Church of the Grove. I know that I've identified a couple. Um, how would you encourage our church to to pray for the next generation of leaders in, in Grove Student Ministry? Uh, I would really just say, you know, if you if you want to pray for those 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 people to step up, find those people, and and not only pray for them but also lead them, and and you know show them that hey. Like, you have a lot of potential here because that says a lot to a person when you say, hey, you have the potential to lead. So that might help them step into that. So so my thing would be not only to pray for them, but actually take action behind that prayer and help them and lead them. That's good. Yeah, that's what exactly what I was going to say. Um, pretty much just you. it's great to, to pray to always. We should always, you know, Scripture says we should always be praying for the Lord's people. We should always be praying for our fellow believers and the next generation and those we want to see raised up. Um, but I think we should also, if we want to see it, you know, I think God's calling us to take action, mm. to, to invite, you know, whether it's something as simple as if you've, you've noticed a, a person in your small group or a person in the church or whatever that you think really has the potential to be a leader, but they're not really doing anything yet, um, and step up, you know, challenge them, give them something to do, give them a role that they can do, you know, ask them to, something as little as take out the trash, you know, ask them to, to start stepping up and to be a leader in those things and to be a servant. Um, but also 
start meeting with them. If it's someone that you're close yeah. with and you, and you haven't, you know, or you want to develop a relationship with, you know, say, Hey, let's meet once a month. Let's meet twice a month and get together and let's just talk. Let's just talk about our lives. Yeah. Let's talk about how God's using us and the ways that um, we want to see him and we can pray together. And, and they will out of your obedience to step up. Um, that's you being a leader. So they'll, they'll begin to see that in you. They'll be able to see those qualities in you and then become more like you. And then as you're becoming more like Jesus, as you're becoming more um, like the leadership um, of Jesus. And, and that's something that I've seen in my own life. You know, I, you know, I think of Russ and Nathan and how influential they've been in my life. You know, they've been intentional about stepping up and, and, and challenging me to do things, inviting me to do things, inviting me to meals with them. And I'm beginning to embody the, the leadership qualities that they have just from surrounding myself with them and just being with them mm-hmm. um, and accepting their challenges. And so I think that's huge. Just always be praying for the next generation. Always um, be praying for the, the next group of leaders that's going to come up, especially after your class leaves. Um, but be intentional about investing in people. Be intentional. If you're a senior in high school, listen to this, and, and you're in, you know, y- you've recognized maybe a freshman that's in the youth group that you've kind of bonded with, you've had a co- few conversations with, and you're like, man, they could really be the next generation of leaders after my class is gone. Mm. Well, then start now. Start yeah. investing in them, you know. It's as little as just encouraging them, you know. Yeah. Get their phone number. Start talking to them. You don't have to meet with them. You don't have to, um, you know, challenge them, whatever. Just start somewhere. Um, so that's what I would really encourage you to do. Just always be praying and always looking for opportunities to invest in the next generation of leaders. And, and I think that's really good, Dylan. I think that's spot on. Um, whether you're an adult listening to this or a student you know that you're either going through insecurities right now or you know you went through them back then when you were a student. And I think the common theme is there's just there's a lack of student leadership because there, there's an excess of student insecurity. And really what, what, it, what it boils down to is somebody tapping them on the shoulder and saying, hey, I, I believe in you. And when I graduated from college, much like Dylan, when you graduated high school, I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do. But Russ tapped me on the shoulder and he said, hey, since I first met you, I've believed in you and I've seen you as somebody that, that we can do ministry with. And I think uh, if, you're, if you're a volunteer leader or if you're an older student, like Dylan said, a lot of, a lot of what uh, fosters leadership is students knowing that they're believed in and that they're loved. And so it may be something as simple as, hey, I really see God moving in your life. You know, I really see you making some serious, you know, leaps and bounds in your faith. And I believe in you enough to to take that take that next step in leadership. So I don't know, maybe a student needs to hear that today through a through a, a text message or, you know, what through a phone call, maybe or uh, visiting them at practice or wh- whatever they're doing, you know, meeting them where they are and saying, hey, I really believe God's got a got a big calling on your life. And so um just like Dylan said, as Dylan said, please continue to pray for our students that they would continue to invite friends. Uh, there was a young man this past Wednesday who uh, accepted the Lord Jesus as his Savior because uh, one of his friends invited him to church. And guys, that's that's what we're all about. That's why we do it. And so, uh, Austin, would you mind uh, closing us out in prayer? Of course, of course. Dear God, I just want to thank you for for this time together, Father. Thank you for giving us just the ability to be able to do this podcast, Father. I pray that just, just one student listening or an adult, Father, 
or whoever it may be, just just get something out of this podcast, God, and they can apply it to their lives, God. And I, and I also pray that they learn something about leadership, Father. And and I just pray that they that they apply the the pick up the broom mentality, and that they see that you know no no task is too small for me as a leader, Father. And I just want to thank you for this time, God, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys next time.